Hello. Welcome to Focus Legs podcast series. Today we have with us Stephanie Nazareth. Stephanie graduated from ILS in 2019 and is currently working as an associate under the general corporate team at Kethan. Hey Stephanie, um thank you for being here. And um I like so we'll start uh, the first question that I'd like to ask you is um how did you end up choosing law as a career option? Uh, so law came to me actually by chance. The eleventh grade, I wasn't keen on doing law. I didn't know about the options in law rather. Uh, but then I had one of my brother's friends who was at that point in time studying at another Jodhpur, and uh, that's when I was told to consider law as an option. And uh, initially, you know, when I had this impression that law is about just being in court or being a judge or just being an advocate, I didn't know the options that are there the different other options i would have uh you know say being a lawyer and then when i was uh, told about the different options that could be there if i choose a career in law that's when at the end of my 11th grade i joined uh, career launchers and i decided to like give it a shot so that's how law came to me it was not a thing that happened from the beginning or not something i knew all along but it it just came to me by chance and then i went for it right so as you said that you didn't know that there are a lot of options so that's exactly how a lot of us feel uh when like right now i'm very confused and i'm still discovering the various options that the legal for legal field can provide so how did you end up choosing or deciding that you wanted to do corporate law and went ahead with it okay so uh although i wasn't sure about law in the beginning once i decided to do law i was uh, sure from the beginning that i wanted to do corporate law uh there were two reasons for that one was that uh, if not law i was already i was already sure that i wanted i wanted to do art so i was in jvs doing art and my plan after that was to do a ba in economics uh and in fact before i got into ilas i did uh, start two weeks of uh, my ba course in jvs and then i moved but i always knew from the beginning that i wanted to work in the corporate field uh and so that was one reason why i knew that i wanted to do corporate law if i'm doing law then i wanted to do corporate law and the second reason was that uh, i'm a first generation lawyer so i do not have anyone from my family or from my extended mm-hmm. family uh, who were lawyers uh, so i knew litigation is a field that is going to take me time because uh, and it's going probably going to be a little slow for me so i uh, knew that litigation was not an option for me also because uh, i knew i would have language barriers i would be comfortable or you know with hindi marathi etc mm-hmm. that i may have a little bit of a struggle in litigation which is i automatically i just knew that corporate would uh, be the choice for me so from the beginning i think i was quite sure that i wanted to do uh, corporate law or rather i didn't want to do litigation mm-hmm. right um i wanted to know a little bit about what kind of job or what kind of work does an associate with a general corporate team does like what does your day to day work profile entail okay so uh, i'm in the general corporate team and as a part of the general corporate team most of our work uh, is the first bit is transactional and due diligence work and the second bit is we also keep having a lot of advisory that keeps coming in from corporate clients or companies so what happens uh, to explain the first bit is mergers and acquisitions uh, this aspect when you know a company wants to uh, invest in another company or certain 
uh, companies or individuals want to exit from a company mm-hmm. uh, how the cycle is that uh, cycle goes is that you know you first do a, you have a due diligence so you hear a lot of this term called due diligence in the corporate field and the second aspect of it is uh, where there are transaction documents that you draft a documentation of all the terms uh, you know for that exit or for that entry into a company so in the first in the first two years or at least initially a lot of associates are doing due diligence uh, by due diligence uh, i mean like before a company invests or before a person exits they need to know what is the you know how the company functioning what what is there any flaws is there any uh, you know are they not complying with something so you look at company records corporate records you look at any real estate that they have you look at the intellectual property you look at their uh, loans or borrowings and you do a due diligence of everything like is everything filed is is it not filed and now the reason that a due diligence is done is because based on the outcome of the due diligence the transaction document which is a share purchase agreement or the share subscription agreement or the shareholder agreement accordingly is drafted so for example if a company um has not done a filing which is a major filing or let's say there is a foreign investment um non compliance that has happened so under fema there's a huge penalty if a company doesn't comply with fema so in this case we point out those things to the investor saying that okay this is a this is a possible uh, penalty that could come to you or that could come to the company once you know you invest in it so then accordingly there are accordingly the dro- documents are drafted where uh, they prevent themselves from any loss or any you know claim that can come after joining the company so basically this is one aspect of it which is due diligence then you have transaction documents uh, and this and then obviously there's a lot of advisory work that keeps happening so companies generally work, and advisory work can be all is very diverse there's nothing specific that mm-hmm. uh, it is related to whatever any uh, laws that the company want to know about if they want any advice on the structure if they want to know any advice on uh, you know penalties or non compliance or policies that they have to follow do these kind of advisory work also keeps going on uh, in a general corporate field right so, uh, so corporate law seems very advanced so i mean it's very advanced i'm sorry very broad so how did you like know that you would be working under let's say merger and acquisitions or that some that's one area that you would be specializing in how how does one uh, decide that or is that is that something that one does previous like in while they are in law school or is it something that happens while they are on their job so i think a lot of experience you uh, first hand experience you get only once you join the place like there are a lot of things that i'm doing right now which i surely haven't learned in college and it comes only with that experience but that being said like ilas has a different uh, syllabus and a different setup so we surely don't learn anything about mortgage or acquisition about securities law or about competition law or banking finance you know at least till our fifth year right. so uh, initially i in fact in my first two years i was doing a lot of media law internships i thought i would do media law it was only in my third year that i started focusing on corporate internships and in fact uh, even when i got a pto chetan it was not the corporate team that i got it i interned in the capital markets team and well, you know from there i got the pto and it was finally when it came down to joining uh, as an associate where i had to make a decision of where, whether i wanted to continue in the capital markets team or join the corporate team or join litigation or join bank uh, banking finance etc so i just knew i wanted to do corporate law so i thought you know wherever i do get an opportunity when i when i'm interning 
I will just see how it is and what interests me and you know where I where I have more possibilities of joining. But I did know that I wanted to do something in mergers and acquisitions. I wanted a, a you know like a combination of doing diligence work, doing advisory, doing transaction documentation, and I knew I would get that opportunity in a corporate team. Uh, so I think that's how I decided that I wanted to you know focus my internships towards corporate law. Nice. So you pointed out that how ILS does not have a very like we don't have banking law, competition law till very late, and we also do, we don't. I don't think we even have mergers and acquisitions uh, properly. I think when I before I graduated, I think the syllabus changed. I don't know if you all have it now, but at least at our time we didn't have it. I think you all do have it now. Right? We we do have banking law, but we don't have competition law. I, 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 from what I understand. So that's so. I mean, I saw uh, you've done a lot of advanced courses uh, from my law, and you also did a diploma in corporate law. So, would like, do you think that like students should be opting for these courses because the syllabus is uh, lacking in a way? And do these courses then benefit um, students? Uh, yes. So I do think it benefits you if you are sure that you want to do a particular field and you want to learn more about it, and it's something that is not being taught in college. Then I think it is good uh, to do these courses. So I had already done a general uh, diploma in corporate law from college in my second year, and then I just felt that you know uh, there's no purpose of me doing any more of general courses if I already know what I want to know. And so I realized that rather uh, do a certificate course where I'm getting specific knowledge only in the area I'm interested in, which is why instead of going for a general, so I did. do a general corporate law diploma but then i thought instead of you know doing any other random diplomas or any other certificate courses i rather just focus on the ones i'm interested in which is why i just did uh, the ones in mergers and acquisitions and security law i did do competition but competition in a law firm is always a separate team and it's always a separate team so i did that just to like get an overview of all the you know three four things that do come under corporate law But uh, otherwise, yes. I mean, that's why I did the mergers and acquisitions in security school. So, could you suggest, like, how could one select multiple platforms offering courses and certificate? What, like, a certification might or might not add to my uh, CV? So, how could one select these courses um, from the plethora of options? Yes. So at my time, I think I just started by looking at whatever courses were there. So I just generally did a search on whether there's something on mergers and acquisitions and you know securities law, etc. And at that time, I think my law was one of the few options. But I'm I know that right now there are a lot many other options, including law seco, etc., that are giving really good courses. So at that time, I at this was one of the best courses there. I felt, uh, you know, compared to the, looking at what they were teaching us and looking at the course, everything taken into consideration, I thought that would be better. So that is why I uh, chose that in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So how was your experience participating in the Oxford Price Media Mode uh, when you were in a third year and then Viz in the fourth year? And the so and these were international moots. So do you think uh, they have an added advantage? And do do these moots in any way contribute to your CV and your understanding of the law? It's not like I focused and I only wanted international law moot. Uh, it it just that I did so. I think for Oxford Trade Media, it started off with Stetson. We did Stetson in college, and then we had few of those options, and that's why we chose Oxford Trade Media. 
uh vienna with vienna also was something i hadn't thought of or it was not like i it was in my checklist that i had to do but i got the opportunity to do it and that's why i you know did both of these moves so on the question of whether an international law move is necessary in the cv i would say no it's not that the international law move or you know or any other move gave me the job or the ppo uh but generally as an experience of course it's i mean if you get the opportunity to do it i would think it's a great experience to have right uh, you also won the nliu trilegal corporate law summit um how did you prepare for it and could you give us some advice first or to students who wish to participate in the in this competition yes yeah, so uh, nliu also i did in my first year so uh, that was also after i got the job and in the final year i just thought that you know i i'm not too much into writing like even today if you ask me to volunteer to write i won't so i wasn't into writing that much but i just thought that in my final year i'll just do things and diversify my portfolio uh, generally which is i thought of doing this uh and about writing so i think generally what i follow is that i start off with just uh, you know putting a summary or a, or pointers on what are the demarcations i want like starting with the introduction then introducing what the law is then going to the main body which is what is what is required under it and then uh, you know going to the conclusion that is either critical analysis etc so i think generally i uh, went about writing the paper also that way where i try to first understand what is in existence uh, try to understand what are the what are the flaws or what what are the loopholes and then going to the conclusion of what is uh, my advice or my opinion or my interpretation of something so i that's what i follow generally during articles uh, when when it's when one wants to get a ppo then how does their cv affect that and then if one's approaching for job what would a good uh, well rounded cv look like and what would be the weightage how important would marks be in publications be internships uh what okay. is the importance of these areas in a good well rounded cv okay so uh the so first thing is that for a ppo i think that the most important thing that is looked at when you you get a ppo is just the work that you do in the field so honestly at that point in time they do not look at your cv uh, you know when they when they decide that they want to give you the ppo so i think that is the difference between a ppo and a normal placement interview or a normal uh, job that you apply for uh so irrespective but of course irrespective is important to have a well rounded cv i personally wanted to you know just have a well rounded cv for my personal growth and experience in the five years of law school which is why i decided to even though i don't like writing uh, i decided to just force myself and at least have one two publications you know uh, so that that also shows on my cv which is why i did a mix of both writing papers uh, doing courses that I'm, i was interested in uh organizing events college etc but i do not think that there is one specific thing that uh, counts to the cv so i i, I wouldn't say that it is only notes that make a difference or only writing papers that make a difference uh but if you like doing it then of course i would say do it aim to have a well rounded cv but if you do not like noting or it hasn't worked for you or you know if you don't like writing i would say that that's also fine Uh, especially for a ppo it wouldn't matter as much until that day comes when they do take an interview but uh, it's good like in short it's good to keep a well rounded cv but if something you don't like doing something that doesn't interest you i don't think that's a problem i 
close friends and i know people who you know have haven't done a lot of makeup but are still working in corporate firms or are still doing something that they like so i don't think it's one specific thing at the end of the day right but do you think marks are very important like having consistently good marks would make a difference uh, so i think marks would matter if you want to go for an llm or apply for an llm uh but otherwise again if you're some speaking about a ppo i do not think again it's come down to marks because you can get even like a 45 or 50% but if you really put at the work you do i don't think that would uh matter for a ppo at least and yes for placements i think unfortunately because they have this thing that they have a cut off that's where the marks make a difference mm-hmm. uh but otherwise i think it it's fine so unless it's an llm or unless you are seeing yourself where uh you are sitting for placements and then they unfortunately have a kind of cut off i don't think for ppos it should make a lot of difference okay so for ppo as you're saying that the quality of work and the work that you do would be that 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 is what will make the difference so what is what exactly are the firms expecting from you when you're interning with them or what quality like what standard of work is what that, that they're looking at that will help you okay so like i said so this answer journey subjective it really depends from team to team uh but my personal experience when i was working with the team was that uh, i think it it comes down to your enthusiasm to learn and your enthusiasm to do work by that i don't mean that you go and you know keep asking them every one hour do you have work do you have work and you keep like going towards them and annoying and associate but uh i think whenever uh you get work you should just make sure that you're focusing that you're doing that well always remember if you're not sure about something so i have seen this that lot of times uh, you know when interns work they kind of hesitate to ask questions so they don't understand something they assume and they just do the that research that way now what happens is in such a situation if you are on a time crunch and you need to give some research work you mm-hmm. basically have to really give them the work that they've asked for because either you misunderstood the question or either the associate hasn't explained it to you well and explain what they exactly want so the first thing i would do when i was interning was i would make sure i i know all my facts you know when the associate explains to me i'll make sure i ask everything that i need to ask to be sure i know the facts or what research is required or what work is required if i'm stuck somewhere during my research and i'm not sure this is the right direction to take then i would make sure to again go and clarify the facts if i need to so i i would try to ensure as much as possible that when i'm giving my work i'm not wasting their time and nor am i wasting my time and i'm giving work that is required uh after i finish that work sometimes if it in this depends from work to work but sometimes i would follow up and ask if there is something that is required if it was on the right path if there's something more that is required uh so like that so uh, but one thing to remember is i think you just need to be yourself at the end of the day don't fake anything uh don't to overdo it because people understand when you're working people understand someone trying to overdo it or people understand when someone is doing this desperately just to get the ppo it's very obvious so sometimes mm-hmm. people in terms think that it's not obvious but it's very obvious for an associate because actually at some point all of us were in that same stage so be yourself be normal do not you know go and keep asking what is there what is this um, like just do your work normally ask questions to the extent you need to it's good to clarify but don't keep troubling people again and again and just focus on the work and do that well and show your enthusiasm to learn and uh, you know to do that work i think that's all that that would matter right so talking about internships 
um, how should students plan their internships? Let's say in the first two years, if they want to get into corporate law, if they want to get a PPO at the end, uh, and get, work in a law firm. So during the first two years, when there are no law subjects, uh, how do they plan their internships? And uh, then thereafter, uh, the the uh, three years thereafter, how should one plan their internships to ultimately uh, get a job or get a PPO at a law firm? Okay, so I think now there'll be there'll be two sets of people. I'm sure one is that set of people who already know that they want to do corporate law from the very first year, and there'll be a different set of people who don't know what they want to do and they want to do different kind of internships to know what they really like or what interests them. I think both ways work. For me, again, personal experience, I knew that I wanted to do corporate law. In fact, I did not know uh, that I would. You know, do internships only in corporate law till my third year. In the first two years, I did internships in media law. Uh, it's I think at the end of my second year that I realized that maybe if I continue doing media law, it might be a little difficult for me to get a PPO because the options are limited and you know it's not it's there are it's a niche field, which is when I switched uh, to interning in bigger corporate firms. But so I myself did not start with corporate internships in the first two years. I started only in my third year. I think start of third year or end of third year. I'm not sure. I think start of third year. Uh, and and then I I then I continued uh, uh, doing corporate internships. In fact, when I got Khetan, I had only two corporate internships before Khetan. It was I think Juris Corp and JSA. So it was not like I had fa- fancy corporate internships, but I had five six internships, and that's why I said previously that when it comes to PPO, I think it only comes down to the work. And it, I don't think they saw my CV and they felt that okay, she's done a lot of corporate, so we should give her the job, or she's done a lot of moves, so she we should give her the job. So I, I think maybe that I don't know if that's an advantage or disadvantage, but that's something that's how it works when it comes to PPOs. Uh, so in the first two years, I think if you know you want to do corporate law, if a corporate internship, great. But if you don't, I think you can just see which options what are the options around there what interests you what you like and then maybe from your second year onwards you can start focusing on that and then and because i did not have corporate internships in the third year what i instead did in the first two years was i i did the diploma in corporate law i did the mna course so i did different other things that would reflect corporate in my cv because i couldn't get the internships that i wanted so i think there are different ways that way you can go about it right and how does one get like uh, what kind of a cv would get in uh, in a person internships in let's say khetan or other tier one firms like sam uh, what kind of a cv um, would a student require okay so so like i said when i got the internship at khetan um i just had two corporate internships in my cv just were like uh, normal media law litigation firm that i had not litigation but media law uh and at till my third year i i think i uh had only one moot also i don't think i had more than that i probably wouldn't have had any papers by then i think i started writing only my third year so uh again it I, see this is again it depends from form to form i think some firms would look at the number of corporate internships you've done or they would just want to see like a cv that looks engaging So if maybe it's probably my courses that helped me get the internship because I did not have too many corporate internships. Uh, but I think you just need to have something that's consistent. Like if you know you want to do corporate law, I've I've told this to juniors who spoken to me as well. That if you've done a variety of things, which is litigation and corporate law, but you know that you want corporate law, uh, tailor your CV in such a way that you remove all those litigation things and you only show you you only show corporate law things or things that reflect your interest in commercial and corporate law. 
you do not need things like your litigation internship you do not need to show something like uh you know working like an internship at the bombay high court or some other high court i mean i think these things if you you already have things that can, that can reflect a particular area then you need to tailor it in such a way that it, it shows consistent work or consistent engagement in that specific area mm-hmm. right um we often heard about high attrition rate and uh, excessive workload at and long working hours at corporate firm um got at law firms and corporate law what is your opinion on them and how do you manage your time and make sure that uh, you do not burn out or your oh uh, so again i think this i i think every person working in a corporate firm will have a different answer to this uh i honestly my schedule works in such a way that i try to avoid too many late nights so i if i if i start my day in the morning i just work at a stretch and then i try to complete my work on time to like avoid too many late nights but again uh i i think you can't help it everyone will say that in a corporate law firm or even litigation rather i have friends who are sometimes working even more than me doing litigation so i i think as a lawyer itself uh this is just like this just comes with it and it's just something that we have to accept i guess uh i mean it's good to manage your time well uh but other things to you know keep you sane and keep humming you have that energy while you're working i would say just meditation in between or yoga or exercise something where you can take a break some people say that you should you know work every one hour and then take a break for 15 minutes and you know that helps you concentrate on what you're doing so yes there are there, there is there is high attrition rate in law firms but i wouldn't say that is only limited to corporate law firms i would say that's just a lawyer's life mm-hmm. any place in law firm okay um what kind of a salary does a first year associate get at a law firm and then how does this remuneration increase with time okay so again uh, like you know then this is very 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 subjective question i think it just varies uh, by huge numbers but if if you are you specifically asking like for a tier one law firm or are you asking generally because generally i would say it can range anything from 5000 to what i don't know 15 20 30 lakh so uh, most mainly tier one and tier two law firms what okay so i think uh, generally the range for a tier one firm would be somewhere between like 10 to 15 n uh but uh, i i i think tier 2 firms so see the thing is how they identify tier 1 or tier 2 is based on many factors one of them also being the size of the firm so there's a reason why some of these firms are called tier 1 because they have so many lawyers like they have 500 plus lawyers but there are a few uh, firms that are identified as tier 2 but are really good niche firms smaller firms that do good corporate work and they also pay as much as tier 1 so sometimes even higher but generally the range i think for a tier 1 firm and some tier 2 firms would be somewhere around 10 to 15 n when it comes to increments i think um, so i i think that's the that's the advantage that that is or that rather that's the difference between litigation and corporate litigation starts slow but once you get those 5 10 years of experience you know the benefits or the monetary compensation is much higher how it works in corporate i think is that the starting is good but i think the next big hike somebody would get is only maybe once they get promoted which is like a senior associate principal associate etc otherwise the i i think the jump is not very big it's just uh, like smaller increments that happen but the starting is good okay uh, and so if one wants to leave law firms uh, 
after a few years and do something different what career opportunities do you think would be available for that person also uh, i think that there could be a lot of uh, places that people can diversify into so specifically for corporate law there are a lot of opportunities that you have in in house or uh, being a counsel for a company like an in house company um there are some people i know who might want to do an mba and then work in the business side of uh at the company so there's mba there's llm there's uh, in house so i think yeah these are some of the opportunities that could be there one you do working in a startup starting your own law firm so yeah there are quite a few opportunities that way that uh, one can diversify into so how uh- do people do that often do, do people often leave law firms after like working in it uh, for a few years and then perhaps switch to in house or startup or business yes i i know a lot of people who sometimes even leave law after working in law firm so it, i mean it really de- depends from people's interests and choices but i do know people who uh, you know either do it. i i know a lot of people actually found themselves working uh even the current team i'm working with you know after 4 5 years of working they they apply for an llm and uh, they doing an llm so i know some i in fact know two people in my own team that have uh, you know worked for 4 5 years and then doing an llm in a different field not in corporate law uh there are some people who do an llm in corporate law and then they look at getting a job there uh there are some people who who in house there are some people who need to start up uh some people who consider doing mba so i so think I that, that those kind of options like are there um so you talked about that uh, when you joined khetan you were given the option of choosing your department is that still the policy there like that or and uh, what about other law firms is is that how it works uh so i know in some places like some of my friends who got into law firms i think they have to join the same team that they interned with uh but i was given the option that all uh, everyone in from my batch who joined khetan was given the option of uh, giving our preferences of team and uh, it came down to me deciding between whether i want to be in capital markets or corporate and that was a really tough decision but then i chose to uh, take corporate as an option like join the corporate team and is that the standard practice in other law firms as well do you think uh i don't think so i'm not very sure about this like i think i think for ppo probably you do get the opportunity to choose your option before you join uh but i mean yes if you get a placement or you are applying for a specific team then i don't think you get that option what do you think uh, makes working on the transaction side interesting um and what do you think it off like this like working at a law corporate law firm offers you that perhaps other fields would not uh so i think uh, it's a very diverse field so i get i get a lot of experience in working in different kind of transactions so sometimes it is private equity where there's oh, you know a short term investment that's happening sometimes it's an exit transaction sometimes it's a business transfer agreement where only a particular business of a company is moving uh sometimes it's an asset transfer agreement where only assets of a specific company are moving uh and then there's a lot of advisory work that also comes with it so sometimes they have advisory uh, like i said before like you know they want to know what are the policies what kind of policies that they need to have for them to be compliant with employment laws for example the filings that they need to do uh corporate filings that they need to do under the company that or what is the structure of a foreign company wants 
yeah what how can they structure structure uh, structure their business what is the any foreign investment restrictions etc so I, i i think i like the experience because you get to learn a lot you also get to see the business side of how things work and at the appropriate stage when you are involved in negotiations you you generally end up speaking to the other side lawyers you end up negotiating mm-hmm. clauses you end up negotiating how the transaction should go so i think all of this is just like a it's it's really interesting because you get to see what moves certain transactions and what plays a role in a deal going through or not and i i, I think that's what impressed me generally just you know sometimes you yeah. you have to give advisory on interpreting certain things or how you interpret the law uh, etc so i think that's what uh, like is very interesting in the corporate case yeah it does sound interesting um so thank you stephanie thank you for your time and thank you for doing this um thank you for giving me the opportunity